재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 That was a whole epiphany, like kind of changed my whole mindset. There's a big risk, but at the same time, it's one of those things where if you don't do it, you're going to spend the rest of your life wondering what would have happened. So of course I had to do it. The expression "home is where the heart is" came to mind. I'm already settled down here because, you know, my family's here. Welcome back. Uh, GP1 is here in the studio. He's usually making things happen behind the scenes, but once a week he brings us some of his own field recording in a segment called Why Here? GP, uh, for people who are just discovering this program, uh, I just want to say I really like what you do with Why Here? You go out, find really cool, interesting, creative expats. You bring back their voices and their stories, and in a very compressed and distilled amount of time, you feel like you, you know these people. I, I'd like to think that um, I get exposed to them in ways that you wouldn't when you first generally meet someone mm-hmm. because you meet them under the premise of, hey, you're going to like share your story with a lot of people and mm-hmm. first you're going to do that with me. So I'm very, very grateful and I'd actually like to open that up to our listeners. If you have a story that you would like to share that would fit on why here, you can go ahead and tweet us at Koreascape or email us koreascape at gmail.com. Definitely, Definitely. want to get want to get in touch we want to meet the uh, people out there that are making a difference you heard in that little opening music uh, some of the voices we've had it's quite a montage of people that we've profiled by now and that kind of segues us into this week's who have we got uh, on deck this week a gentleman by the name of dean myers and um, i like to think that he's here for two reasons he's kind of wrangled them into one all-encompassing loop uh, the reasons are really really different he, he's shown a lot of creativity and athleticism in bringing them together but what strikes me whenever i think about dean was at uh, one point when i was kind of second guessing my career and life choices mm-hmm. and a lot of people are like well you know what maybe something a little more stable or um you know more lucrative is in the works and my mom is always telling me to go back to the states where i'm from and dean just kind of looked at me and he said is that what you want to do well then why are you even considering it? Stop wasting time considering things that don't really make you happy because in my mind I was thinking, uh, you know what, when when I'm gone, I can't take the money with me, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of people tend to do it backwards. They say, where is the market need and what, you know, how do I conform to what the market seems to want at this time rather than, you know, turning the lens inward and saying, you know, what would I do for free if I could? You know, what would I do free of charge and just wake up in the morning and be thrilled to go and do it? Uh, and then the money will follow. I know it's a bit of a cliche, but that's a very good way Absolutely. to approach it. And he sounds sure, whereas it's very elusive, that, that, that sense of confidence and surety that, of course, I'm going to follow my passion. Of course. Many people don't have it. And you'll hear that in his tone. Um, if you kind of feel the temptation of doing that yourself and you're listening to this, then today's segment of Why Here is dedicated specifically to you. Let's hear that positivity in Dean Myers' tone, though. It's absolutely infectious. Hi, everyone. My name is Dean. I'm 31 years old. I've been in Korea for five and a half years, and I am currently a PhD noye. And if you don't know what that means, it means... I'm a slave to the system. But in order to combat this, I like to wake up every morning right around 5 o'clock, gallivant up a mountain, do a lot of crazy thing with gymnastic rings, and meet some really handsome, devilishly cool guys and have a great day every day. 
um, that uh, that reference here, the guys, it, it is our morning Friday workout he's talking about, and it just so happens that the group is like four other guys. So I guess we're the only people. You're in that group? Uh, I am when I can be. Okay. Yes, I've, I've you know, called in sick before because I was sick or because, you know, Namsan's not too fun to run when it's like raining. <laughs> <laughs> a little slippery, not to mention And the area that we train things. in is uh, is also kind of muddy and filled with mosquitoes. Okay. All right. I, I apologize for how weak I sound right now. <laughs> uh, but we do have to get to TBS very early. So that workout starts very early and it finishes by 630 in the morning before most people are even awake, actually. Do you do the uh, rings thing, the Olympic rings? Yeah, I, I make an attempt. And yeah. for the life of me, I was just horrified of being inverted on uh, yeah, them. Yeah, I can right? imagine that must be terrifying. Yeah, but uh, he actually helped me learn how to do that. And that's something I've been work- working on. It's really flashy. It's really cool. I don't know how athletic it is, but it's a lot of fun. I bet you it, it seems quite athletic. Anything where you're heaving your whole body up. That, you know, my 2016 goal is a chin up. And I'm going to do You're it. You're absolutely going to do it. <laughs> I'm absolutely going to make it, you know. Yeah. Um, what was that thing he called himself? A PhD Noye? Uh, Noye. Noye means a uh, slave. And I'll actually uh, talk more about that. I guess he makes it being a PhD student seem uh, really, really like a, a thing that he has to just finish to get to where he wants to get to. But I guess that's what most PhD students would do. Would refer to it as, right? I've never met a PhD student that didn't describe it as an agonizing process that is always about a mile down the road. And yeah. cr- by the time they actually deliver that thesis, they're crawling across the finish line. Yeah, and I think uh, Dean is in his last year, fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure that's right, right, Dean? Okay, but why, before we get to his why here, let's learn about uh, how he got here. I was boxing at my college, and I ran into a very good coach who happened to be from Busan. We struck up a friendship he asked me for some pointers on writing a dissertation, which is not my field of study. However, trying to do that in a second language, trust me, is very difficult. So I would help him with that. He would literally destroy me in the gym, and we struck up a friendship through that. Three years later, he invited me to come to Korea. Here I am with a master's degree finished, a PhD done, almost done, and I'm starting my own fitness company, which is how I met this handsome devil in front of me. Actually, is you? Uh, yeah, he's referring to me. We're the only two people at that cafe. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so he's starting his own fitness company. And um, just, uh, is this going to be like a boot camp type of place? Uh, you know, I've never gone through whatever people refer to as a boot camp. I'm not really well, sure like what that is. Well, like body weight exercises. Tons and- of body weight exercise stuff. Uh, it's amazing how much you can get done with just the gear he brings. And he runs, he hustles because he has a motorcycle. Yeah. And he has this backpack that is uh, larger than a passenger would be on his motorcycle. And he just carries ropes, uh, rings, speed ladders, uh, cones, Mm. bands, everything you need. He'll carry to the park. Mm. And that's the level of attention to detail and programming he brings into it. He was into boxing, as he mentioned, and uh, I was wondering, Kurt, you ever boxed? Like, even even once, sparred, recreationally. I never, never, ever. It's terrifying uh, to me. I once was in a <laughs> class, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, once was in a class taught by a boxer. He taught, you know, all the bag punching stuff, um, and I watched him hit the bag after I hit the bag, and I said, I never want to be on the <laughs> receiving end of, of fists like that. Uh, but I do think boxing training is fantastic. It's unbelievable for your upper body. I just don't feel the need to be pummeled 
you know, I used to do Taekwondo when I was a kid. Yeah. And I was a very um, overweight kid. And I think I was 13. And I went up against, in sparring, I went up against a black belt who was probably uh, a year my, a year younger than me, but also like a foot shorter. And she was, she was a girl, but she had much more training than me. And I mm. had much more weight on her. And within five seconds, she had dislocated my jaw with a roundhouse <laughs> kick to my chin. I shouldn't laugh at that, but uh, yeah. <laughs> then we actually became a... Um, classmates in high school and she, i was like hey do you remember that she's like yeah i remember <laughs> you want another one you're gonna hold that door uh, we me? became friends later <laughs> carolyn if you're listening you're probably not but big shout out to you okay at the top he told us he was a phd noyer that's only half the story here's what he's studying and uh, what fitness has to do with it so the university that I go to is called Kukmin de Hakyo. From there, I am studying sports ethics, but through a broad lens of multiculturalism, social issues, I guess you could call it feminine issues based on socioeconomic status here in Korea, as well as how to incorporate sports ethically into the population to help to create a more ethical methodology of treating the immigrants that come to the country. And so my topic, my title is going to be internalism of sport and immigration of South Asians to South Korea. Before I started my PhD and before I really got into the topics that I've ever mentioned is I started a company called ParkFit. Through ParkFit, I really started becoming closer with a lot of Korean locals, a lot of women and guys that were telling me about their daily issues, the daily grind, things that they have to overcome in their daily life. Uh, through them, I've made some very close friends and we just started talking about topics and one thing led to another and here I am. I generally speak Korean at my university and with my friends here, I speak English. Those two worlds are very, very different. So I'm just trying to mix them together and it's a very interesting field to be in right now because of the birth rate being so low here in South Korea, but the immigration rate skyrocketing. So I have picked areas which I think will be efficacious in trying to help those that are currently residing in Korea and will be residing in Korea in the future. It also helps lead into my future goal of owning some sort of wellness center where it's not just physical, but it's a mental, social vibe that I'm trying to help coagulate and create this wonderful place where people can be together and not scared of differences of culture and gender. Sports, multiculturalism, immigrants and feminine issues. Coagulate is the term there. Do you feel like there's there's traction in that? Everything that he's mentioning? I might have picked a different word than coagulate. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that always kind of pictures like <laughs> I, puts blood in your I head. I picture right? a blood clot. But that, that was what that. Dean said. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very ambitious. Uh, it's very holistic, which I think is the, the way to go in fitness. Uh, gyms or fitness concepts that sort of hang themselves on just one peg tend to go by the wayside. You know, uh, aerobics. They tend to be very, very basic. Basic, yeah. yeah. This is, um, you know, whole body fitness in, you know, sound mind in sound body is one of the oldest concepts in the world, you know, and it brings to mind sort of like this Greco-Roman kind of concept of, uh, of a sound, healthy person. Absolutely. And combined with his uh, dissertation, once again, that was internalism of sports and immigration of South Asians to South Korea within the, uh, the prism of the decreasing birth rate and the influx of uh, my immigrant wives. Right. Okay. It makes for a very, very interesting scenario, you know. Um, especially this, you know, summer being, well, I think, um, 
our former guest Hana Yoon calls it the summer feminism mm. in Korea and uh, the unfortunate events in Gangnam and things like that. You mm-hmm. know, all of this is coming to light these days. And it's becoming, I guess, if you, you can make fitness a mechanism for equality, which is, it seems kind of weird within this... Uh, this framework but it's not there's the no time. privilege in fitness Absolutely. i mean you show up you can either do it or you can't and if you can't you be humble and you work at it until you can yeah and uh that's it's been a mechanism for equality in a lot for a lot of minorities in america as well right mm-hmm. uh, sure. dean speaks great korean he so if you're into fitness and you don't really speak that much english or your friend if you're listening to this you definitely speak english but um if your friend doesn't no fear because Dean speaks Korean. Also, um, at the beginning, he just mentioned that it was a group of guys uh, during his regular workouts at night. There are there's an even ratio, yeah. So no fear there either. I just realized, uh, clarifying, you said he's a PhD, noye, which uh, it's a Korean word, noye. Yeah, slave. I, <laughs> means, is that what it means? Slave, means slave yeah. Because uh, the French word noye mean, noye means drowning or to drown. So I figured he's drowning in his PhD. Uh, but yeah, noye. There you go. Uh, so we've heard why he remains in Korea. Let's get a real feel for how he executes his passion and shares it with others and how it originally came about. The genesis kind of happened like this. A very good friend of mine had a boot camp here in Korea that he was looking to sort of step away from. He knew that I was passionate about fitness. I was already training people one-on-one, and I had a little small group of friends that were very loyal. He saw that. I trained with him once or twice. He said, would you like to take over the reins? I said, sure, but I'm going to change the name. I'm going to change the location, and I'm probably going to mix it up quite a bit. One thing led to another, and it's still growing, and it's been a year and a half. That's the genesis of it. It's just continuously grown from a small group of people to you know, a random Saturday or Sunday of 20 different people from different walks of life, from different areas of the world. It's fantastic. It gives me energy when I get up in the morning. My training methodology comes from my own experiences and a lot of the research that I've also done. I boxed myself to death in college. I destroyed my wrists, my lower back hurt every morning. There had to be something more. I was 23 and my knees were just a mess. So I started doing some research and then I found a guy that kind of changed my ideas of the way the body works. He was one of the biggest influences in the way that I changed my programming, which was to more mobility. I've increased the range of motion. My knees are completely healed. My lower back is fine. Everything is amazing with the way I've been training and the way I feel. So I had to incorporate that into what I'm doing with other people. From this point, I started researching high interval intensity training, gymnastics, what's going on in CrossFit, every genre, taekwondo, boxing. And I have created this hodgepodge of balance, push, pull, flexibility, mobility, strength, where it comes together and it just comes out of me and people follow it and it seems to be having some amazing results. None of it's my own original idea. I just formatted it to help facilitate a healthier body for myself, which I've also worked into other people. I take credit for none of it. I have just helped focus it for other people. GP, I'm no expert, but I do get the impression that for quite some decades, people, a lot of people have been doing fitness wrong. They've been pounding their joints. They've been doing lifts that are too heavy, this, that, and the other thing. And what really you know, caught my attention there was he when he said, I've been studying range of motion and mobility. And so many uh, of the newer fitness experts seem to be focusing on what what are the body's natural ways that it moves. 
and strengthening that. It's something that I've been attracted to lately myself. I'm a big gym rat, and so these things are definitely out of my comfort zone, but I really enjoy learning them, and I like that I'm not getting injured. That's the big thing. When you bring ego into it, you get injured. Yeah. And I know Dean knows that and I know that. And now we're trying to train in a way that's sustainable and just uh, it becomes a part of your life more than injuries do. Mm. Right. Mm. Uh, so he said earlier, he, I quote, um, he knew that I was passionate about, you know, fitness. He inherited the group. Some people hide their passions. You know, some people like to separate work life and whatnot. Uh, I can see the reasons for doing that if you want to keep that distance. But... If you do that, prepare for it. No one to know you for it. Yes. If you hide those things, you know, you're, you're going to be precluded from opportunities like this, like inheriting whatever, falling, get, getting that windfall, right? Uh, he's also very interested and very proud of his regulars. Something I noticed, he knows everyone by their first name, and that really bu- builds a communal vibe, which, you know, it's like nice to just show up and be at a place where everyone knows your name, yeah. you know? Uh, the guy he mentioned about training philosophy was Kelly Starlet. You can look him up on YouTube. He's known for CrossFit mobility seminars. That is getting circled. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. You want to work on your mobility a little bit? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I feel like, you know, I've just been in a bike crash, you know. Uh, I, my joints are not as flexible as they used to be. I'm, I just, just started doing basic yoga movements again. I've never felt so good as when I was in India doing yoga three times a week. And I'm trying to get back into that so that I, can, I feel more of a natural mobility flow. Yeah, I enjoy yoga as well. It's not something that I do that often, but when I do it, it's very, very relaxing. And in terms of the mobility that we're speaking about here with Dean, it's not that kind of mobility, but it is very gymnastics oriented. And when you watch him and his, uh, his, um, if you go check out his Facebook, which we'll tweet out, you'll get the sense that gravity doesn't affect Dean the same way it affects <laughs> other people. Like if he were to fall down, yeah. he would spring up like a cat. Yeah. As where if I would were to fall down, I would get a group of people laughing at me. Yeah. <laughs> be kind of a Chevy Chase fall or a Three Stooges fall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As it would be with me. Yeah, I mean, people that have a mastery of their own balance and uh, a sense of um, their equilibrium, I, I think they're less afraid of falling too because they know they can you know, just pick up out of it or roll out of it, right? Yeah, he also does backflips. He likes to end his video with backflips, showing off a little bit much there. Yeah, it sounds like a little <laughs> bit of uh, showboating. <laughs> he deserves it though. Uh, you know, I usually I ask guests at the end of our interviews about their struggles and advice. I decided to um, to rephrase the question for Dean. I asked him for a short list of do's and don'ts, mm. the kind of stuff he wished he knew earlier on in his expat life. All right. Super serious. Be very careful how you interact with the local night scene in Korea. Drinking cultures in Korea and drinking cultures in America are very, very different. So if you go up and you approach a Korean woman or a girl from another culture... That's generally kind of frowned upon because you're on the outside. There are some very strict rules on inside groups in Korea. It's not necessarily spoken, but it's just kind of observed. Don't always just go in guns blazing if you're out. Have a way of communicating that draws attention to you, but that you're not threatening. I would say some of the biggest mistakes I've ever made is just forgetting that Koreans don't connect with outsiders as quickly as we do back home where you can walk up to somebody, pat them on the back, strike up a conversation. It doesn't happen like that all the time in Korea. And when it does happen, they generally have some outside experience in different cultures. So I would just say be careful how you approach people. Bring value to the conversation. Don't try to take from the situation. That's my number one. Be careful. Number two, what not to do? Don't drink soju. <laughs> Any general 
Hakwe or Huishik or outside meeting in Korea is going to involve alcohol. And drinking soju is going to lead to hangovers, which leads to hating your life for the remainder of that day. I don't get along well with soju. Stay away from soju. That's my advice. Stay away from soju. Involve yourself everything Korean but the soju. That's my advice. God, where was Dean nine years ago with that advice for me to stay away from soju? So you couldn't, you listeners couldn't hear, but like, <laughs> Kurt <laughs> let out this big belly laugh. Uh-huh. I guess the second Dean said, uh, stay away from soju. <laughs> now you tell me. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so let me tell you what I, you know, there's that surface value stuff that he actually said, right? That you heard. But what I took away from it was, um, don't be superly. Out, super overly outgoing, you know, be aware of group dynamics and your role. A lot of times the confidence, um, the American style confidence, Western confidence is not, you know, looked well upon here. Okay. There's that. And uh, Koreans, whatever their strengths, and there are many may be, they don't merge too well into other groups. If you're with a group of three Koreans and you're like, hey, I'm going to go meet these other guys, tag along and we'll mesh into one group. Koreans don't really like to do that. Yeah, I had that um, the same issue in Japan when I used to live there. People were like, wow, you're really friendly. Mm. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> like, you're, you're always inviting me to go do things with your other friends, and I'd never do that. And I was like, yeah, that's on you, right? But mm. uh, you know, I chose not to adapt Yeah, there. they like to have an established context or at least a history. And yeah, you know, yeah. just being cold introduced into a new group, that's not comfortable. It is difficult, you know. Mm. Uh, the other thing I took was uh, don't engage. When you said don't you know, drink soju, I think kind of he was getting it. Don't engage in activities that will disable you from functioning and being productive and happy, but do involve yourself in other cultural endeavors. You mm-hmm. know, that could just be making friends. Dean's advice was to focus on the language and it was actually one of his biggest challenges, not because the language itself, but because when you speak it to Koreans, they will treat you differently. Mm-hmm. There's talking to a foreigner in Korean and there's talking to a foreigner that speaks Korean. They're not exactly the same thing. Put in the showing, make the effort. If you can use a few words and phrases, that goes a long way. You don't have to be super fluent, but show that you know a little bit of the lexicon. Absolutely. All right. And we will tweet out, as you mentioned, uh, links so that you can learn a little bit more about Dean Myers and his fitness establishments. Once again, another superb job on Why Here, uh, GP. See y'all on the mountain, Namsan. <laughs> All right, we are produced by E.Q. Huang with associate production by Jamie Lee and writing by this dude here, GP1. I'm Kurt Asian. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Koreascape is the handle. And we're back tomorrow at 9 a.m. with Health Mirror and Local Eats. For those of you in Seoul, Amy in the Morning is up next. If you're in Gwangju or Yaosu, Hello Korea is coming your way. See you tomorrow.